I am your boy, Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we're your two favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negroes back for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, we your are. favorite podcast where we talk about putting the pieces together, figuring this yeah. Jigsaw life out. But particularly, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pump of circumstances just trying to figure it out. Brian. Joshua. You have on Jamaica colors. Well, I'm this black. This now, is, you know, now, I feel like we're in You in, said in you were Nigerian. So I'm trying to figure out where are we going? <laughs> what are the ethnicities we representing, my man? Listen, this is this is Black History Month, brother. This okay. is um this is the Malcolm X for okay. those that are watching, right? Mm-hmm. Those that are watching and looking at this video, mm-hmm. uh, I have the Malcolm X X, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is support Black colleges apparel. Okay. Um, I'm representing my hometown mm-hmm. with, the, with the P. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all all the, all the, the the blackness that is. Okay, is, is me. And then you are Mother Morehouse down. I see. I it. am. <laughs> it's it's giving homecoming weekend. It's, it's giving. Given, we just got out of a Founders Day celebration. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's what it is. I did not yeah. attend Candle in the Dark Gala because I don't have five thousand dollars <gasps> to do that. Mm, Jackie you. and Sean Rogers were there. They are celebrities. They made it even to the um, Morehouse social rich. media page. That's what I told. Them. I said y'all famous. Y'all mm-hmm. rich. I just want to. Maybe I'll sell some fish plates next year Maybe. so I can make it. Keisha Cole. <laughs> you know, she was at, um, what's the special school? Ron Clark Academy. Yeah. And them kids were singing, I wish that da, 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 da wasn't proud enough. They, I mean, they, that little boy was going in. He, he sang. Sound so much better than Keisha. He did. He did. And we're not going to hold you. And I feel like, I feel like, and, and this is way off topic. Okay. But it's Black History Month. Okay. And singing. I feel like we should bring back Showtime at the Apollo. I feel like that needs to be a thing. What would that look like in 2024, though? I don't know, because I feel like in a society where you know, everyone is just applauded and, you know, we grew up in church need, where people couldn't sing. And I think I know where you're going. We need to boost some people. We need to boost some people. I think people need to be booed. I think we need to bring back booing. Um, I think in church, we need to be able to boo. I feel like that should be a thing we should be able to do in church, boo. Um, when our kids are doing things that are less D-. than... D-. D-. D- our kids do things that are less than stellar. Like if they be like, hey, daddy, look at this. And it's just not good. Mm-hmm. Boo. <laughs> you're boo. bad. <laughs> If our partners are, are terrible in having sex, oh. boo. <laughs> I think I feel like booing needs to be a, a part into our culture and our society. Am I wrong? I, I, you know, I mean, there's a few things I probably wouldn't boo. Now, if I wasn't married, I probably, you know, I'll say that's another podcast topic for another day. <laughs> if I was single. You know, I don't know. Why I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. You know, if I was single, I'd probably send out a, a, a survey monkey after it's all said and done. Can you imagine that? Did you enjoy the scan this QR code? <laughs> scan this QR code. Let us know how you felt about the evening. Do you want to do this on a scale of one some, to ten? There are some things that we can improve. Are you, are you, yeah. how, how willing are you to come back on a scale of one to ten? Right. I feel like I feel like that should be a thing. I feel like surveys after dates should be a mm. thing. So then you know, Risa Tisa. Could have used a survey. Speaking of, 
Mm-hmm. I finally finished all 50 episodes, the yeah. 20 additional, what I call the reunion, because she did a live. Okay. And and I've been reading the updates and watching okay. them. And one of the guy got merch. The proof of funds, show me the proof of funds. I'm thinking about getting that shirt just because <laughs> it's petty. Like when we go out as a group and we got to all put stuff in, I'm going to wear my shirt. Show me the proof of funds. I'm not putting my money on the table <laughs> until you show me the proof of funds. And I feel like this thing in our community. Like, you know, people be making ideas, but then pay up. Where, where's the money? Where's the where's the money? Black History Month is about, should be about reparations and parties. It should anyway. be. It should be. Um, speaking of black history, okay. one of our good friends made history. Um, with his show, I think we talked about it on the podcast last week. Kev on stage, BT okay. Plus, Churchy, all that mm-hmm. good kind of stuff. I'm going somewhere with this. He has another podcast called I think The Bald and the Beautiful with him and um, Tony Baker. Okay, and they were talking about recasting a TV show or a movie, particularly mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. They had some interesting takes, but I okay. wanted to put the you know we love black TV and movies over here on the Jigsaw. We do. So before we get into song of the week, I wanted to know. If we could recast Friday, who would you do? Let's start it off with Craig. I'm oh. going to I'm going to throw out Vince Staples. Oh yeah. yeah, a rapper, you know, but also kind of got you know some hood or whatever. I think he'll be an awesome Craig. Is there anybody like right now? If you took the same formula, rapper actor situation a little intimidating but also the cool homeboy with a slight comedic flair who would you put in craig's spot okay so this so hear me out okay i'm listening drewski i don't like drewski at all as a person i mean i don't know him as a person (laughs) as a talent but go ahead i'm listening but i feel like drewski yeah okay i feel like i feel like okay so in in modern day i know craig was kind of like this the setup man Okay, and Smokey was kind of like the the funny guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like in in my, I feel like Craig's part could have been funnier. So mm. I think Drewski could play the the dude that's like you know trying to be straight laced, but is like really scared. But you know, I I, I feel like you know that might have been a, a a a you know I don't know. Okay, so I, I got saying, Vince Staples as Craig. You got Drewski. Okay, okay, Smokey. I'm going. I agree with Kev on stage. Um, they actually said DC Young Fly, mm-hmm. and I think that is. I think DC Young Fly can be over the top, but I think as Smokey, <laughs> I feel like he's. I gotta say, he is Smokey. I feel like his whole persona mm-hmm. is is Smokey. It's, it's this is no disrespect. It's like great value, Chris Tucker, mm. but like a hood Chris Tucker. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, so he's mm. like he's he's a caricature of Chris Tucker and Smokey together. Mm. Interesting, like, and not, not, and I'm not saying that disrespectfully. No, and I, I think th- I think I totally understand what I was yeah. about to say was going to be disrespectful, so I'll hold it. Um, <laughs> We're all here for disrespect. Okay, okay, so I think current day Chris Tucker is a great value, Chris Tucker, because oh. he is not the man. No, he's not he funny. He's, he's not, not like, yeah, he's not. Like, and we could talk about that. Um, and this is not on topic, but. Chris Tucker's run was. Uh, let's get back on topic. I'm sorry. We'll get back. Stay on topic. Chris Tucker's Friday. run was top tier, and it's just. The but fall. then it just failed, like, and then it just like disappeared. This, this what we said about Music Soul Child. Oh, when it went down, it went down. When it went down, it went down. There was no coming back. No. <laughs> yeah, no music is not coming back. back. And, All right. We love music. We this is this is a uh, music stand account, but okay, pops. It's not coming back. Pops. 
Mike Epps. As pop as oh well, I guess if it's older ben Staples now, funny, crazy man. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of there's somebody else. What do you think? Um, so I want to say David Allen Greer. Oh, mm. but I think mm-hmm. David Allen Greer would be better as Bernie's character. Yes, David Allen Greer plays a great preacher. <laughs> so he plays a um, great preacher. Oh, oh, oh! Maybe he's still alive, Lawrence Fishburne. But the Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne ain't funny. He can't. Black is proved he can be funny. He can be, but funny, not yeah. like Pops funny. Mm-hmm. Like Pops had a like John Witherspoon had a particular brand of comedy. Yeah, like he is the older, say anything, do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, does that guy bad. exist? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if that person. That's what I'm saying. Like to me, Mike Epps is the closest person to like that. Just nigga from the from the hood. Like yeah, and I think we can do some makeup and make him look older. And yeah. he's old enough to have a twenty something year old son. Yeah, now. yeah, it'll work. Yeah. All right. So yeah. in terms of mom, I'm going Shirley Ralph. <sighs> <laughs> mom. Uh... <laughs> oh, well, let me take that back. If you give us Mike Epps. Then I'm gonna I'm take that back. I'm going Regina King. Mm. That would be good because it would be kind of like a cameo of her, like mm-hmm. being the mom. Hey, look, yeah. Mr. Egg, you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm not gonna do nothing off of that. I must I must I would go with Regina King as well. I would just okay. just off of you know that. Okay, Debo. Oh, Debo. Who is a modern day Debo? Draymond Green. As an actor, though. <laughs> It was Tiny Lister acting like he wasn't, but Draymond Green has a speech impact. <laughs> All right, as the actor, buff, uh, menacing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ugly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Niggas aren't niggas buff these days, like not like that. Terry Crews, maybe. Yeah, but he, but yeah, I guess but Terry Crews ain't black no more. No, no, no. And like I couldn't see him riding no beach cruiser. Yeah, being he's, tough. Like he's, he, he yeah, don't get I tough think, guy. I think his other characters have made him a um, oof. I don't. That's the word I want to use. He's not that guy. Yeah, he doesn't I, come off as menacing. Like yeah, yeah. Friday after next, all the other stuff, break dancing and white girls. Yeah, like, yeah. I think all of that would cloud my judgment of him to portray. A Debo character. I, I mean, actually, this have though, to, yeah, go for it. In modern day, does Debo have to be that big and buff, or can he just be a bully? He could be a bully, um, like just a bully. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he probably wouldn't do this movie, but um, Jonathan Majors would be a good bully. Well, Jonathan Majors could use all the work he could get. Oh, all the work. You <laughs> gonna see? He gonna be on Tubi next month. I'm sure. But you know what? Jonathan Majors before the fall would actually be a decent because listen, shout mm-hmm. out to Cat Williams. <laughs> when did we start thinking? When did people like Jonathan Majors become attractive? Right. So, so I think because right, he's he's not attractive. I think he's money, he's body money and power and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Power. Um, I think before the allegations, right? He yeah. had a personality and an aura about him that made him attractive. But I yeah. think just off the street, I don't know that mm-hmm. people would have been checking for Mr. Majors like that. No. no. Um, so I think we go Jonathan Majors as Debo. Ezel. Ezel. Crackhead. Crackhead. Crack 
Who is, I feel like we got to go social media star. You probably got to go social media or some rising comic. You know, ooh, ooh, I'm going to say King Batch. Mm. I like King Batch. He's corny, but I actually kind of like him. Yeah. Um, Desi Um, Banks. Desi. Desi. Desi, Desi Banks. Or, no, 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 no. What's the the the, the weird nigga? It's um, a bunch of you described a lot no, of. No, the one he's real awkward. Mm. Funny, funny, not funny Wayne. Country What's Wayne. What's the nigga? Talking- not Country Wayne. What's the nigga that be? He does interviews, but he's like hell awkward. Marco. Funny Marco. Uh, funny Marco. Funny Marco. <laughs> Funny Marco. Funny Marco could be a good There's name. a lot of people that could be Ezel. Yeah, Ezel is like a character that, you know, you can kind of, you know. But you need that extra comedic relief outside of Smokey. Mm-hmm. Um, couple of more, and I'm going to do it. Felicia. Felicia. Bye, Another Felicia. Crackhead. Another crackhead. But it has to be like a, a somewhat pretty woman that just, you know, mm-hmm. looks a mess. Mm-hmm. That lost her way. Pretty woman that lost her way. Uh the social media girl pretty v she's light-skinned yeah i don't know how good of an actress she would or could be but that could be i mean because her role was real simple anyway you know so she was kind of in and out in and out borrowing things you know yeah you don't need a lot of talent for that you don't need a lot of talent Mm -mm. for that you don't need a lot i can't think of a person though i can't think of a person i'll go pretty v just to put a placeholder there okay um i'm going to say for miss parker I agree with Kev on stage. Let's mm-hmm. bring Nia Long back. Yes. As another Easter egg. Yes. I'm, Nia I'm down Long for that. back. Yeah. I'm down for that. Now, you know who now else gotta... would be a good one, though, too? <clears throat> now that I'm thinking, it's Taraji. I think yeah. some of that hood neighbor across the street, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Sexy. Give us some yeah. of that um, Yvette from Baby Boy action mm-hmm. <laughs> going on. Mm-hmm. Put some Daisy. Ooh. Oh, my God. Even better. Oh my God! In my opinion, okay. Nisi Nash as okay as Miss mm-hmm. Parker, voluptuous, big yeah. personality. Hey, mm-hmm. girl, across the street, her and Regina King playing off each other. Yeah, that'd be good. Or Nisi Nash. Uh, oh, I'm having another one. Nisi she could be, mama, be either Miss Parker or Smokey's mama. I was. <laughs> she would be. She would be good at Smokey's mama. Smokey's mamas. <laughs> make it enough. Nisi, think about Nisi Nash saying make it enough and be loud but, on yeah. the phone all the time. And... Nisi Nash is, is, is she's is, a talent. Is, she's a talent. And she she's can. A talent. I feel like Monique needs to be in the movie. I, I'm going to add, you know, okay. what can Monique do? What, what can. <laughs> Monique could be Smokey's mama too. Maybe. I feel like Monique, like, we need Monique My to you know, give us My only beef with Monique and Friday is that Baltimore accent don't be going nowhere. <laughs> that thing be shining. <laughs> like, like in almost Christmas. Listen, Everybody had like a Midwestern kind of nondescript accent, mm-hmm. Baltimore. <laughs> and they was in Alabama. <laughs> Listen, <So. laughs> if, if Denzel's New York accent will go nowhere, her Baltimore can go nowhere. Well, I, Denzel, I'm not York. mad at it. Denzel I'm just saying. York New, he's, he's New York everywhere. <laughs> All right. We only got, I'm, I'm going to give us one more major okay. character, and that would be Big Worm. Big Worm. Big Worm. Oh, and Stanley. Because I think we need to talk about Stanley. I'm gonna go Carlton off of Bel Air, current Bel Air. Oh, I was gonna go Farnsworth <laughs> Bentley. Like I was gonna pull him out of the out Ooh. of nowhere. Ooh, the only reason why I would hesitate on that is because Stanley was youngish. He was like the mm-hmm. the up and coming 
20 something who bought the house in the hood. Yeah. And you know, so that's why I went young cars. But the, I the can see funds were doing it for mm-hmm. sure. But I could also see like a young car to stepping in that role, be like, I'm buying early. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Again, again, we're, we're modernizing the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. now, uh, Big Worm. Big Worm. Fat. That's where I would actually put Drewski, if I'm being honest with you. I can, honestly, I can see that though. I can see Drewski being Big Worm. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Well, I'm, I'll I'll remove Big Worm uh, Drewski from Craig. Okay, Big Worm is perfect. It is there we perfect. Go. There we Big go. Big Worm is perfect so, for, for Drewski. Puzzle pieces. These are our picks. If you have mm-hmm. any, let us know. We would love to do it. Kev on stage, I think, started something with this. I loved it. Maybe we'll do a few more movies because these because it seems like producers and writers ain't got no new ideas. No. So we might as well if we're gonna do the classics, let's do them right. Yeah. Let's do them right with some really good cast mm-hmm. um, and do some good things. Next week, Brian, I'm going to put it in my notes. Mm-hmm. Let's do Waiting to Excel. Ooh, okay. Because <laughs> I actually women. just rewatched it again. <laughs> As an adult. <laughs> so let's do... Oh, if, ooh, and I got some thoughts. Um, I want to bring Jackie back. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you the behind the scenes. Me and Jackie were talking about Reese Tisa, and Jackie was like, bring me back because I got something <laughs> I need to say about Reese Tisa. <laughs> and okay. we, we went back and forth texting and uh, messages for like a good 30 minutes. Oh, so, I'm sure. <laughs> we got to we got to have a woman's perspective cuz that thing got you. So, part 2. Yes. So, in order not to make this podcast ridiculously long, I'm going to get into song of the week. Okay? I've been curating a new self-care playlist. Okay. Some mixture of spiritual songs, gospel songs, contemporary Christian, and just overall positive songs and vibes. And um I'm going to bring one from this should give Brian a hint from one of my favorite albums from one of Brian's favorite artists. Okay, it's either John, it's John P. Key or Music Soul Child. Neither. <laughs> one of my favorite artists. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Know the song. You're going to know it, Brian. Sorry. Okay. You know, intros are long in the night. Yeah. I have no idea what she's saying. Not a clue. I have to look at the lyrics to say with it. <laughs> All right, that is Stay by Erica Badu off mm-hmm. her live album. Um, originally done by Miss Shaka Khan. And sure, when I tell right you, now. Erica sings down. On this yeah. song later, the beginning you have no idea. It's a bunch of money. It's very D'Angelo, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, especially D'Angelo in his current form with this new Vanguard stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, I just that song to me is a vibe. It feels good. It's old school. It yeah. just kind of so that this self care playlist um, for context is one that just just gives you the vibes. Like it's not necessarily like oh I'm in my emo. It's more like uh, positive affirmations plus yeah. 
feel good music. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm still curating and thinking through because I don't want to give y'all nothing. I'm I'm an artist and I'm sensitive <laughs> about my stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So with that being said, understood and accepted. Brian, you ready to get into some black excellence in the blessed report? So ready. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. This is the Blessed Report where we shout out black folks doing great black things. And we don't just shout out and bless up black folks during Black History Month. We patronize and support black businesses 365 to 24-7. Uh, and for this week, we have HQ House, the Burns mm-hmm. Brothers, John and Mike Burns, right? Mm-hmm. Burns Brothers are set to make history with their expansion of their exclusive private membership club, HQ, to Nairobi, Kenya this summer. We need to go to Nairobi. <clears throat> have you been to the motherland yet, Josh? I have not Me reconnected. Okay. I've been mm-hmm. the only mech I've been to was Memphis. Oh. Oh. <laughs> At Mason <laughs> Temple. <laughs> Jerusalem. <laughs> Uh, I, we need to go to. We need to put our, our feet in the soil uh, of our motherland. I'm down. Uh, let's make that a trip. Let's do that this year. Can we do that this year? Is that a, is that doable or that uh, too 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 that's, much? To that's say? ambitious, but we'll it's work, not impossible. We'll, we'll work. We'll work. We'll work through that. <laughs> make it a, a, a friend's uh, family thing or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we should go to. Um, all right. So sorry. Uh, this groundbreaking move signifies a monumental moment as it marks the first ye- first ever ownership of a private membership club by an African American on the continent, setting a profound precedence for exclusivity uh, in global business arena. HQ is a brainchild that emerged from a beacon of curated experiences tailored for personal and professional growth upon its debut in Washington D.C. last year. So got Black Chocolate City. Going down to the motherland, it's going to be a Usher great Jackery. thing. It's going to fuse. Uh, it's going to be some fusion of networking opportunities, some development programs, some co- culturally enriching uh, events. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, I believe they're going to transform Nairobi, Kenya. Um, I love that we have black companies going to um, our, you know, reconnecting to our roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Do, do think that this, this historic milestone not only represents a remarkable triumph for the Burns brothers but also stands as a beacon of hope for African-American community. Um, and, uh, you know, this is going to be so great for the continent. If you want to check out more about this, go to hq-house.com. Again, that's hq-house.com uh, to support. Uh, and if you have a business, black business here, you know, do some things in, in the motherland. I think in that'd be a great, great, great look. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add anything to that. Nope. Shout out to Bur- uh, Burns Brothers. Burns Brothers. Bless up. Bless up. All right. So um, we do have some people on the rest of the report, Josh. My God. What does that mean? God did not stay the hand of death. He didn't. Uh, he did not so uh, we have two folks, two major cultural icons. I will say mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. in, in their own right. One is Hydea Broadbent. And for those of us that are a certain age, oh, it's kind of feel sad right now. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. A uh, young girl uh, who had HIV uh, became like an activist uh, who really helped destigmatize uh, the disease that really defined the, the 90s. Uh, I don't know if you can remember. I know you were a wee lad. Uh, what is it? It was 92 when Magic Johnson um, got the diagnosis. I was three then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you probably do, you don't remember that. Um, but at the time, um, you know, HIV was a brand new thing as far as like 
globally. It was happening. People were passing away, sure. especially in, 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 in the LGBTQ community in San Francisco was a big hub. Um, and it was really thought as, as this, this disease for those folks in the community. Um, however, um, this young lady, uh, became another face of uh, this deadly disease was now is like yeah. not curable, but now really you can live with HIV, which so people like her, uh, and magic Johnson, uh, she appeared with him and she was seven years old, really destigmatizing, having conversations around HIV, um so sadly she passed away at the age of 39 god has you know we you know at that time we thought you it, you know magic is still living like we we didn't think that you know he was gonna live uh much He's longer so that, yeah so it's a blessing uh that god has preserved her for this long unfortunately it is it is a sad sad day uh that she has passed away so I do want to pray <clears throat> for her her family yeah and all those loved ones uh, even those right now that are, you know, even dealing with HIV now, uh, we do care about you. We do support you. We do love you. Uh, so we appreciate uh, and uh, rest up to Hydea Broadbent. All right. Um, I wish we had some audio for this one. We do. Because we do. You yes, have some? I have okay. some, you know. Thank you. You uh, know. Because. Give you one of my favorite. Can I play one of my favorite clips from yeah, please. this current rest up? I can, I can okay. watch him all day. Okay. All day. Down in the seat, then you know going on the meeting. I ain't got no tail, girl. Mr. Mays, that's improper. You're out of order, Mr. Mays. I can't even get a thought out. I can't speak without having someone over talk me, point of order, and also make mimicking things like that. I mean, is, is that an order? <laughs> that's the funny president? one. <laughs> that's what he's literally doing the robot. <laughs> yes. That's my favorite clip. I literally will walk around my house and be like, I ain't got no tail, girl, just out the blue. <laughs> And when people actually tell me to do something with my tail, I'm like, you set me up. Yeah. You set me up. Eric Mays. Eric legend, Mays, man. Icon. Icon, bro. <laughs> and I feel like, it, it, I know that the conspiracies are out there that somebody, you know, took the man out. Um, that's what they say. But, that's what they allege. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. We're alleged. We ain't saying alleged. But uh, just for those that don't know who Eric Mays is, a Flint, Michigan city council member mm-hmm. known for activism during the city waters, uh, um, which I don't think it has even, isn't even fixed. It has still. not been fixed. No. So Flint <laughs> still has dirty water. Yeah. Um, and he basically is known. Uh, he got kind of got fame on like TikTok mm-hmm. for like disrupting meetings and behavior and mimicking and mocking people. Um, a great time to watch. So if you can go on TikTok right now with Eric Mays. You can spend hours out there watching videos. Uh, he was actually first elected in 2013 and was among the first elected officials to raise uh, questions about Flint's water quality. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of mm-hmm. like one of the whistleblowers regarding that. Uh, who was the white lady that um that had the water movie, the movie about water where she found the dirty water? Aaron Brockovich, that was her name? That was Aaron Brockovich. She okay. was the, like paralegal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's better than Aaron Brockovich. He's Eric Mays. He does the things. Listen, nobody is quite like Eric Mays. Nobody. You may not be a racist, but you are <laughs> Eric Mays. I know you don't like me. <laughs> what is the one that I think it's like the, the the Jacksons? What was it? It was somebody. We talking about Tito or Jermaine? <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, I think the one where he says talking about Jermaine, like somebody says about Jermaine, like he's like. Jermaine, we worried about something. We talking about the Jacksons, <laughs> Tito or Michael. Like, oh. is wild. When they go Man. low, I go lower. Right. Okay. And he said, and it's been working for me all this time. So I, 
Eric, yeah. Bristol, when I saw that, I literally gasped. Ashley, yeah. like, what is wrong with you? I was like, Ashley ain't a TikToker. I'm not a TikToker, but mm. I'd be scrolling mm. through the TikToks. Yeah. And uh, she didn't really know. I was like, man, this man is a legend. Yeah. But it's it's so amazing that he was notable. Like, until last year, he like no one really Not for real. It him. was definitely like this last maybe year and a half. Two years max. Yeah. So it's always interesting when somebody gets fame mm-hmm. and then just pass away, like, you know, within a, a short time frame. So it's always it's interesting. It's almost like on the opposite side of it was um ah what is the influence of older gentlemen who was who the high value men Kevin Samuels Kevin Samuels yep yeah rose he got, to he rose to fame, rose to fame and fame. was up out of here Lord in some of the same ways that he was professing mm-hmm. but you know Lord keep me near the cross Lord keep us we keep you know us I want to you the old one say here keep if you want to be kept I want to be kept Ooh. I want to be kept. Don't take us out, Lord. So Don't keep take us me. out. Right. Don't put me on the rest of yet. Stay the hand of death. That's right. I'm not right. ready to lean over the banister of heaven giggling like a schoolgirl. Okay, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> not ready yet. What did the man say? The angel said, Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> we, we've been in some weird ch- church services. Such a division. And, they were normalized to them. Listen. I'm not going down that road because that could be another podcast too. So let's praise break on down to the billboard let's and get into these lists. So, um, uh, Mia Copa. God, God bless you and your time for that. Me, I sat and watched two hours. God bless you. I'm going to tell you why I was so upset. Not that I expected it to be good. Mm-hmm. It was disgust. It was disturbingly bad mm. to me. Like, and the other part about it is that it had potential. Mia Copa is the new Tyler Perry movie, for y'all who don't know, starring mm-hmm. Kelly Rowland and um, this guy. I can't remember his real name right now. Wasn't Kerry Washington in it, too? Kerry Washington? No, Kerry Washington wasn't I thought I saw her a picture of, of, okay, never mind. Mm-mm. Okay. But Kelly was, you know, an attorney. Mm-hmm. And she met this. She was supposed to be defending this guy, fell in love with him. And he actually Tyler. ended up being innocent. But he was also he everything that they everything they said about him was true except the fact that he didn't murder the alleged woman, and right. there was this weird family dynamic where they was trying to like set up Kelly because they didn't really like Kelly to see if she would fall for it, mm-hmm. and it was so it was a the, the the movie was weird. The crazy white mama was just disrespectful to Kelly and their marriage. It was it was a Tyler Perry formula, yeah, but. There was so many things that didn't make sense. And then, like, the build-up tool was so... I'm going to tell you where it, where it really missed it for me. Mm-hmm. The build-up tool was so long that when it finally got to the re- the reveal of it all, the last 10 minutes and then the movie was over. Like, there was no real, like, that plot could have... You could have really showed, like, some of the behind the scenes and, like, how this... Like, the scam of it all. They didn't... Tyler, you got to get somebody in that writer's room besides... Please. Because the, I think the concept would have been a cool Netflix thriller. I think it could, mm-hmm. it had potential. Most of his movies have potential to be. It, they, they just do. end they up do. taking ridiculous turns and missing key moments and developing poorly. And you know, Kelly ain't the she, Kelly ain't no Viola Davis, but Kelly's a decent mm-hmm. actor, right? So it wasn't yeah. the acting, and she brought her own wigs, so we weren't distracted but, by that. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, she is a destiny child. Her. 
So, you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't going to be on here with these crooked parts in her hair and stuff like that. No. no. So, I don't know. Right? Did you watch it? If you didn't watch it, I am perfectly fine with you. It no, is okay. No, you should. I, I gave him a Tyler Perry movies. Don't. don't. What was the, the movie that we watched? We all... Yeah. No, go ahead. Now, so what was that movie we all watched, like, during the pandemic? Or doing, like, holiday? Grace. A Fall from Grace. <laughs> a Fall from Grace. When they was drinking that, they was drinking out them empty Waffle House glasses. There were nothing in them. They were eating... Food from a plate, Brian, with no food. The woman changed wigs in jail three times in one scene. <laughs> Done. After that, Tyler Perry, he, he plays it our face. He don't care about us. Just you should be doing stuff, Tyler. Like, bro, like, and All then we still money. don't know how Taraji got got on the boat. We, still we don't, don't know. know how she got on the boat. We don't boat. know how she got on the boat. And it was a similar thing with Kelly. She just ended up in like an island. Like, it went from one scene, like, she was, okay, me and my husband are separated, and then, boom, she was on the island, and then, literally, in hours, she was back in her city. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I, I, like, Tyler. <laughs> and then, and then he, recently, he said that, uh, so, as Acrimony was a movie where Taraji ends up on a boat. Don't waste your time, but if you want to see a silly movie, see that one. Um, but, uh, he, he now he's, he's talking about he's getting into, like, AI stuff, so I... Who knows what Tyler Perry's gonna be doing in the future? It's gonna be. Who did he ask ChatGPT to write me a movie script like Tyler Perry? I would be very interested to see uh, what it's gonna be, and I bet you it's yeah. a movie. I bet you it's something he would because he's gonna make this Risa Tisa story. Somebody's about to pick. Oh, it I'm up. sure. I'm <laughs> but sure. But Risa Tisa gave Risa Tisa gave you everything. So if you mess this up, Mr. Perry. Anyway, Mia Couple, God bless it. Black History Month. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of real black excellence. The cast of A Different World is going on tour. Mm. Um, many of them are still alive. Rest in peace, Mr. Gaines. Um, and they are coming together. So um, it includes Daryl Bell, who played Ron, Charlene Brown, who was Kim, Jasmine Guy as Whitley, Kadeem Harrison, who was um, Dwayne, Don Lewis, who was Jaleesa Cree, your favorite, um, Freddie Brooks, Glenn Turner. Let me tell you something about Glenn <clears throat> Turner and mm-hmm. Sinbad. Um, is allegedly supposed to be coming. Sinbad been sick, so we don't know if he really going, but Sinbad is supposed to be on there too. And their producer Susan and Debbie Allen will be reuniting. Let me tell you something about Glenn Turman, though. Yeah. Glenn Turman was one of the older actors already on the show. Mm-hmm. And as of to date, he is still one of the most booked actors from that television series. He is in. Now, granted, he's been playing a lot of civil rights characters. <laughs> and stuff like that but the man of God has been consistently booked and busy like Jasmine Guy ain't had a whole lot of runs like that Mm-mm. Kadeem Hardison has had a few cameos here and there and Kadeem Hardison he been he been enjoying eating. meals he been eating good eating, eating good with Fred and <laughs> Jane eating good oh and Cree I can't Jesus. Cree because Cree does a lot of voiceover Cree, acting voice yeah, acting Cree has been booked and busy so we'll get rid of that but not not in front, of the, the camera, rest of, not in front them, of the camera. Though. The rest of them have kind of, and, and that happens with sitcom stars. Yeah. But I just want to shout out Glenn, though, specifically one of the older actors, consistently booked and busy, doing his thing, ex husband of Aretha Franklin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just beautiful gowns. An, an icon in his own right. An icon in yeah. his own right. So they're doing a, um, a tour with HBCUs. Um, it's going to kick off in Atlanta, Georgia. If you listen to this today, February 29th, they're going to be in the AUC with Spelman, Clark, Morehouse. Now, we can't forget Morris Brown because Morris Brown is back, y'all. And their accreditation is there. 
Um, the journey will go on to include Howard, Washington, D.C., before they go down to Montgomery, Alabama, to connect with folk down to Alabama State and then Tuskegee University. Super excited about this because I was just watching A Different World last night and Whitley had on a Morehouse, an oversized Morehouse shirt. Let's bring back mm. in our black shows wearing HBCU paraphernalia. Because I agreed. Whitley was clearly a Hillman grad rocking a Morehouse yeah. shirt. Right. So Right. And and my thing is like who 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 did she, where did she, who did she get it from? That's, who did she that's, get it that's from? That's the T. Cause that was definitely giving that's the boyfriend tea. sweater. Hello. Definitely that's giving the boyfriends. And your husband went to Hillman with you. <laughs> T. In Virginia. And Morehouse is in Georgia. So T. You know. I mean, but Will Smith also wore a Morehouse hoodie and Fresh Prince. From Philly, That's true. went to LA, but we love the rep- the intentional mm-hmm. representation of it all in the nineties. Yeah, um, and because of that, HB- HBCUs experienced a surge. I know people who said they wanted to go to Hillman yeah. when they grew up, to only realize Hillman was not real. Um, yeah, but they ended up going to the Morehouse, Spellmans, Clark's, Howard's, FAMU's, Incats, Hamptons, all these other places. And let's not forget. I got something about greater conversation about HBCUs in Mississippi specifically, but let's not forget the Jackson States, um, the Lamar yeah. the smaller schools um, who also deserve love and support as well. So um, shout out to the case. Yes. Yes. So I've been, I have been wanting to collect HBCU crew, like crew necks. Mm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of similar to like nineties nostalgia or yeah. the man from Philly that went to Temple university. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> on his show, he often wore like college sweatshirts yeah. around the house. So I didn't go to Morehouse. Would it sure. be weird for me to buy like a Morehouse crew neck? Like <laughs> I feel, that feels weird to me. I live in Atlanta so too. Like this, I feel like this has I feel like some, been. I feel like some places are off limits. This has been a constant debate in the HBCU community, not because we're not frat. Right, so or but sororities, it feels fratty. and but but HBCUs are very, they have a very frat sorority culture, right? One, yeah. we go through a our orientation is a hazing process, right? <laughs> it just <laughs> is, and then I think just the the indoctrination of it all, the assim, I'm gonna call it assimilation, um, into those yeah. the culture of those schools are, really, and it's just a family, so. I think it's one, and it, it, here is where the double standard comes in. Chris Paul mm-hmm. can do it because he's a celebrity. Yeah. I think yeah. the average man walking around, because if I saw you and I didn't know you, and like if I walked in Kroger with this on, and mm-hmm. you had on a Morehouse crew neck, I'm going to be like, hey, what's going on, man? Where <laughs> you? And you're going to be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't go to Morehouse. I'm be looking at you like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I can't say anything <laughs> to you because right. it's like, right. but I am, I'm going to judge you <clears throat> a little bit in my yeah. head. But yeah. at the same time, I got the Memphis Tiger tatted on my arm. And it's yeah. not because I went to University of Memphis, but it is a symbol of the city that I'm from. Um, but it's, yeah. but I feel like that's different. Like I can be like, cause for like D1 schools, like let's just go here for a yeah. second. D1 PWIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all like, you probably would support USC if they was in the yeah, NCAA, I had, yeah, right? Without a doubt. And didn't yeah. go to USC, but it's just your love for California, LA, all these different types of mm-hmm. things. But I think that just translates differently with HBCUs. I just... I don't know. Like I don't. I don't have a strong opinion, yeah. but I do know I wouldn't wear a Howard's hoodie. Yeah, but also you went to HBCU, though. You know what I'm I saying? Did, like, but, but at, I think but at like, the same time, I don't know that. I feel like the only HBCU I would rep, and this is just home, t- would be Lemoyne. 
because it's a uh-huh. Memphis school. It will to be bring awareness, yeah. like that type of thing. If I was on a yeah. board, like to me, the HBCU thing, I would need to be affiliated. Like I need to be on the board. I need to have went to grad school, yeah. become an adjunct professor. Otherwise, I mm-hmm. feel I almost feel like it'll be a um, me being disloyal like to Mother Morehouse. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, why am I wearing a why yeah. am I wearing a FAMU? Because like FAMU, oh, they have a yeah, FAMU like is, is FAMU a gang. Yeah. Game, fam music, yeah, no, not fraternity. Fam, you right. are the crips. Are the crips of <laughs> are the crips of HBCUs? I said it right. And, <laughs> uh, ain't nothing down there and, and, and down there in um, Tallahassee, no way. So they, they, uh, but no. Listen. So I don't know. I feel like if your purpose was to to do the thing, then yes. Mm-hmm. But just know if you walk in public with those things, be prepared for yeah. Once you answer the question, be prepared to be judged. And like it's different right. from frag. They ain't gonna like we ain't gonna do nothing. But I think it's gonna be an internal side eye. Yeah, maybe I should so. go take a class or like a certificate <laughs> or something like that. Just get some real quick. <laughs> yeah, get some real quick. Just so I guess <laughs> no shade, but I'm sure Morris Brown was is giving out certificates. <laughs> And I'm a I'm a slide right on. Let's move on. Speaking of speaking of legacies, the man who changed <laughs> the man who changed family reunions with before I let go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And not the Beyonce version, although we love our Renaissance Queen. May featuring Frankie Beverly. I always thought that was a very interesting way for him to be the lead singer called out. Because it was always like Diana Ross and the Supreme, Smoking uh, yeah. Robinson and the Miracles. But he was Maze featuring Frankie, Frankie Beverly. Beverly. Like it was like, <laughs> Man, the God is going on Listen, a farewell tour called I Just Want to Thank You. It's going to begin in Atlanta next month and it's going to hit six cities totals. The other cities include Mobile, Alabama, Houston, Los Angeles, Philly, Chicago. Brian, are you going to go two step yeah. with the aunties and uncles? Probably not, but uh, right. I salute his career. <laughs> Are you going? No, but I really enjoy Mason no. Frankie Beverly. Golden Time of Day is one yeah. of my other favorite songs. Same. Um, I just want to thank you as a good one. The Clark sisters, the Clark family, because um, J. Moss Kiera on it, actually do a really good rendition, like a really good rendition of that song. So um, shout out to them. I mean, those, these yeah. are our legends. And they, he's, now that voice been farewelled. Hey, big on. Yeah, Titty Bendra. You want to hear Titty Bendra? Want to hear a, a recent heartbreak? <laughs> okay. So we went to France. We went to France, mm-hmm. and we stopped at a record store. I picked up a Frankie Beverly Live in Los Angeles album, mm-hmm. and I said, "You know what? Maybe I shouldn't get it." And then I gave it to Kiana, and that, that's like a big regret in my life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Kiana, if you're listening, if you if you don't use it or you don't want it. I'll gladly just take that Frankie Beverly live in Los Angeles. I love that my friends, but something I miss. Some yeah. things. Yeah. I wouldn't do. Yeah, that was a right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking about thinking about gave it to our brother. That's heartbreak. I'm gonna let you live with it. Um, real quick, yeah. as we head on that as we can get into the living room, Beyonce launches her own line of hair care. Now, Brian, you know me and you rocking our curls, and then we're going on our natural hair journey. And are. um sacred. Shout out, shout out to fellow podcasters, OG podcasters, uh, the, 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 the pinnacle of podcasting, the Reed co-host, Kid Fury and Crystal. They actually got invited to the lunch party. Uh, Crystal got her hair done by Mama Tina and they got to meet Beyonce. Okay. A, a moment in time in history. Life. Continuing to set the bar. So black excellence, um, a belated, adjacent 
bless up, if you will, to them and their work. Yeah. But Sacred was launched and they have an entire hair care line. And Beyonce in great Beyonce fashion, not just selling hair care, but she's establishing a $500,000 fund that will go to um, cosmetology schools um, to provide scholarships and grants um, across five key cities, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, and New Jersey. Now, New Jersey is not a city. Um, <laughs> just as a note for those who wrote it and are putting it out there. Now, Jersey City is a city, but New Jersey, last time I checked my geography mm-hmm. class, is a state. Mm-hmm. So um, do with that as you will, um, you know, over to all the folks over there in the in the beehive and the and the and the production company that's sacred. Um, but shout out to Beyonce and Miss Tina for doing her thing. But last but not least, Brian, I gotta do this. The Housewives of Atlanta mm-hmm. is coming up. I and know. things You're are excited. getting shake and things are getting shaken up over there. Candy, I always keep a job. Burris is no longer gonna be on the Housewives of Atlanta as an OG. Oh, She's wow. done. Yeah, Marlo has turned in her peach. Sonia. Mm. Your Jamaican sister, as today, is turning in her beach. Um, and Sheree, Sheree and her joggers. Mm, it's being demoted Sheree. to a friend a, of a the fashion, show. A fashion show with no fashions. How dreadful. <laughs> you know, spring, summer. You know, yep, yep. Spring, September, <sighs> September spring, summer. September, yep. That's mm. when I lunch. She's being demoted to a friend yep. of the show. Now, Kenya is staying. Drew Sedora is staying. All okay. right. And then we also have uh, Portia is coming back. Now, I believe I believe Andy knew something that was happening because, you know, Portia is going through a divorce right now. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, we already know what this storyline is going to be. So that's going to be nice and juicy. Allegedly, several names have been rumored to be added to the cast, including Kenya's friends, Akila Coleman, Portia's BFA, Shemaine Morton, who's been a... Uh, Shamia Morton, I'm sorry, who's been a uh, a friend to the show before. Insurance agent <laughs> Angela Reed, that's so shady. And beauty entrepreneur Ming Lee are rumored to be. I don't know who many of those other women are, but I'm excited because they said it was going to shake it up because Atlanta Housewives has become boring. Um, and New York got a brand new cast um, to shake yeah, things I, up. And Atlanta's added like possibly added four or five new names. So I'm interested to see what it does. I, the only question is his mother coming back. Nene's not coming back. It's been coming. Oh, okay. And you know I love me for Nene Leaks. I love me for Nene Leaks. Kim, where is your scooter? You done had every disease in the world from cancer to diabetes. Where is your You should be in a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch them B-words, yeah. honey. <laughs> I love me some Nene Leaks. I know you lost yeah. your mind in that dress twirling around like that. <laughs> so, there's so many things. A white refrigerator. Girl, put your shoes on. Let's go find you a home. Like, it's so, it's so <laughs> many things. So good. So many things. Uh, speaking of Lanithia Nene Leaks, that's what this episode is going to mm-hmm. center around today. Me and Brian love a strong black name. So what better way what better way mm-hmm. to round out Black History Month than to not to reclaim, but to emphasize and highlight the history of our culture through names. So grab your yeah. drinks, grab your snacks, grab your Fago, grab your Arizona iced tea, your dill pickles, your Nihilators, all the real, your, your uh, handicap hot fries, which is my favorite, by the way. And let's meet us in the living room. Ooh, ooh. Uh, what, what's some hood things y'all had in um, LA? Like off-brand old, tofu? Old English. Off-brand tofu. No, no, no. We, the hood, in the hood, we had Old English. We had uh, sunflower seeds were a big thing. Oh, sunflower seeds. Um, yeah. Okay. Of course, now-laters were always the thing. Now-laters are great. 
Colt 45. Um, I know Colt y'all had yeah. to come to in the oh, brown yeah. bag. Mm-hmm. I, I seen boys. You, in listen, there. Mark Licker was a thing. <laughs> Mark Licker is a thing. 40 ounce. 40 ounce. That's the thing. That was a you lot sit on, of cheap sit on liquor. The, listen. You know how big that bottle is? Rot gut. And you just, <laughs> just passing it. Like, what was your life that you were sitting on a porch? Like, that was that was a, a good day was sitting on a porch drinking a, a 40 ounce. Like, a 40 ounce, a Coke 45 and smoking a cigarette. Oh, Jesus. Times. Touch our, touch anyway, our grab all the things and let's cha-cha slide on over to the living room and have this conversation. Let's do it. All right, Negroes, we're here to talk to you, not the BIPOC, specifically the black. That was so strong. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know. You know what I'm saying? This is for what what what, what Jermaine Dupree say in uh the uh escape. This, this, this is for the niggas. This is for the niggas. The real niggas. <laughs> that is that so was such a random moment in a song. Like they had nothing to do with so the song. Inappropriate. Anyway, um, we want to talk about reclaiming black names. Before we get into it, there was actually a clip that Angela Rye shared. Um, on her IG that I think is super, 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 super appropriate to kind of start us off uh, to give us some background in it. So I'm going to play this. For naming their children 25-letter names that they're never going to get even pronounced right, let alone spelled right. That's After the Civil War, many recently freed slaves took a last name like Freedman or Freeman. Others took the last name of their slave masters. Some Mm. because they had to swiftly give a name to their newly acquired citizenship. Others with the hopes that they may be reunited with family who have been sold or separated during the institution of slavery. My mother's maiden name is Beatty. Spelled B-A-T-T-I-E. Her family is from Mississippi. My grandmother's name is Bessie Beatty. Her mother, my great-grandmother, is named Elizabeth Beatty. In 1850, during the U.S. Census, they do not list a person's property. Just the names of slave owners and the count of the slaves in Mississippi There was a woman by the name of Elizabeth Beatty, spelled B-E-A-T-Y, who owned over 50 slaves. And I wonder if this is the cotton plantation my family reflected on. So to see the whole poem, you can go to her name is Portia. And we're talking about names. I'm not going to mispronounce her last name. That was a poem? It is spelled... It is started off. It's a poem, but more of a dialogue kind of. Okay. Um, not a dialogue, well, a monologue rather. But it, I think okay. it's written as a as a poem. She's a writer, um, but her last name okay. is spelled O L A Y I W O L A. I don't want to mispronounce it specifically as we're talking about names. Um, so, but you can see the full thing on her page. But in it, she goes on because I've seen the full thing. But in it, she goes on to describe the ways in which. Um, I think when she starts talking about her, that family, how the reason why her yeah. family probably spelled it differently was to differentiate themselves and find some sense of autonomy in their identity. And then she goes on to explain why we name our, you know, children Portia and Aquafina and Ladasha yeah. and all these different types of things. But there's yeah. a reclamation of our identity that was stolen from us. So um, 
yeah, so Rogers could have been some German white family, right? And Hare yeah. could have been some very European, you know, white family. We don't know, right? But we, mm-hmm. we lean into these things as a as a reclamation point. And like many things yeah. around Black America, society, white America in particularly, has um, stigmatized the yeah. creativity around our names. Um, and, and not talking about our grandmamas, the Geraldines, the Willie Mays, the Bessie Mays, them like that, but we're talking about like, I I I I grew I went to high school with some people, right? Who had some mm. names that we would laugh at and joke about. Yeah. Um. But there's a real history in the why of it all. Um. So real quick to start the conversation off, Brian, do you know the story behind you being named Brian Allen? Yeah, man. Uh, it's <clears throat> it's very anticlimactic. It's there really has no meaning behind it, right? Okay. Uh, but I do know the story. So, okay. Uh. Mind you, I'm born a year apart exactly on the same day after my brother, Dante. Hood twins. That's black within itself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, I And not like real hood twins. Not, like y'all got same dad and different mom was born on the same day. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't have a name. Um, My mom didn't have a name for me. Uh, my mm. dad didn't have a name for me. I don't know if my dad mm. was even at the hospital when I was born. Mm. Um. But uh, my mom said she was trying to think of my name. She was watching a movie, mm. looking at the credits. <laughs> okay. And apparently there was a football player that played on the Dallas Cowboys named Brian. So she was like, oh, Brian, great name. Uh, and then my middle name is from my dad's middle name. And then my last name is my dad's last name. So literally my mom was watching a movie in the hospital after I was born. And it was like, oh, there goes Brian. So there's really no... Mm. special <laughs> meaning of yeah. you know of yeah. my naming process there's no like you know ancestral connection no none of the things she said oh Brian and there probably was a situation where they came in and was like um ma'am we need a name for these forms and then she probably looked at the TV and was like oh <laughs> yeah to put something on Brian <laughs> what about you so my mom was watching TV as well there was a little <laughs> bit more intentionality of it, but it was TV. So she okay. was watching, uh, I forget which soap opera. This was before I was born. And there was mm-hmm. this white doctor. It might have been General Hospital. We'll go with that since it was a doctor. This white doctor named Joshua. And my mama mm-hmm. is not really into white men, except for um, Richard Gere. You know, something about that man <laughs> had black women in a chokehold. My Pretty mom loves her some Richard Gere. Ooh, that's her, and that's one of her favorite movies. Anyway, that's um, so she she told me, she said when she saw that, that white man was so handsome. She said, when I have a son, I'm going to name him Joshua because his name was Joshua in that show. So it had nothing to do with the man fighting the battle of Jericho. It had nothing to do with that. Mm. It was not even, not even biblical. None of the. Not even, she knew I, it was biblical. I, I, My mom was raised in the church, yeah. but that wasn't the reason. That's funny. That is that funny. wasn't the reason. Um, and then my middle name, this, this, this is where it gets black. My middle name is Jamal. <laughs> you, do have a black, I, first, you do have a black middle name. First of all, Jamal in itself is a black name. J-A-M-A-L. Yeah, yeah, it's right regular. But woman of God said, let me get him. Let me get him. Get him. I created back. <laughs> and she said, it's, I'm going to name him a Jerp. J-E-R-M-A-L. Now, we don't know why that was a Jamal. 
I might have to mm-hmm. ask her after this podcast. Um, but that was she chose. And here's the thing. You talked about the nurses. Jamal was supposed to be J-E-R-M-A-L-L. <laughs> so that there would be so, so that there would be like Jermall. No like, like Jermall. Like so there would be mm-hmm. no, but I think that the but apparently, allegedly, the nurse, when she was filling out the forms, left the L off mistakenly. And my parents never did the work to go get it changed. So it is mm. Joshua Jamal Rogers. Now, here's an additional note. When okay. we came home from the hospital, took me to see my grandma for the first time, somehow, some way, my grandma and granddad started talking about my grandfather's father, which would have been my great-granddad. And his name is Thaddeus. And my mom was like, had I known that, your name would have been Thaddeus. I said, well, God, I thank you. Because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what a Thaddeus is all. <laughs> right. Like, Reverend, I have a lot of Thaddeus. Him, yeah, Ted. Uh, and yeah. I know Ted is really Theodore, but I would have adopted Teddy or Thad because Thaddeus, mm-hmm. Reverend. Thaddeus? Thaddeus? Ain't that, ain't, that, ain't that a disciple? I, I don't know what it was. I don't want to be him. <laughs> No, I don't know out, that. Like, shout, out, shout out to my great granddad, but I don't. Right. I, don't, I ain't trying to be that out of here. <laughs> we we talk about black names all the time, and I don't know if there's any name. I ain't never seen a white thaddeus. <laughs> I ain't never seen a white thaddeus. Thaddeus is thaddeus is one of them names where it's like it's black, but it's it's like buttoned up. Like I feel like yeah. thaddeus was a house nigga. Like he was the Ooh. he was the one that would have snitched. You know what I'm saying? It's like. And mm-hmm. not to say this was my great grandfather, because my great grandfather, the one picture we do have of him, he definitely looks like he could have been a part of an Arkansas mob. He gives, mm. he used to run them numbers if you pay him his money, he cutting your fingers. That's the vibe I get mm. from the picture. I could be very wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he, he like he sold moonshine on the side, Reverend. That's what that's what I get from I Mr. Thad. That's what I give him, Mr. Thad Rogers. Um, you know what I'm saying? But my great grandmother, since we're going down this thing, was his I don't know if they were married. It was Willie Bell Smith, right? Willie so, <laughs> Willie, 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 Willie Bell, right? Women, women named Willie is like a thing, yo. Women That's named Willie, and, and they named their son JB. Yeah. yeah. Letters. In turn, naming my father <laughs> JB. So, you know, I come from strong black naming strong black history. Names. Yeah. My grand, my maternal grandmother, and I'm gonna throw it to you because I want to hear this with you too. Well, my, my my let's stay with that side. My paternal grandmother's Dilly, no middle name. She mm. took her maiden Harris Rogers, so Dilly, and she got now going to you know some more lineage. Then we get to that side. And my maternal grandmother was um, Geraldine, Geraldine, mm. and my mom's dad was a he was you know another black. It's a simple name, but it's a real black name, Charles. Yeah. Right, even Charles. Black it's something about Charles. a black Charles. You know what I'm saying? It's something about a mm-hmm. black Charles that just, you know right. what I'm saying? Even my look mom at, is look, a Robin. Look at just Charlie. Yeah, mm-hmm. my, and my mom is a Robin, but with two Bs. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you, black. You know what I'm saying? Black, mm-hmm. black. So from your side, you are Brian, but do you have? Yeah. Do you come from? I know you talk about your grandmother, Miss Dorothy. You know, Dorothy is also yeah. a staple. In the community, uh, but do yeah. you also come from that strong lineage of black names as well? Uh, let me see. So my Adam, <laughs> Lucy got some aunts. I got a, I got an Anita. I don't know how black that is. Oh, Anita's a black. Dolphin, I ain't a, never met a no Dolph, white Anita. A Dolphin. I got a Dolphin. <laughs> 
Yeah, I would love to hear Dolph that in a Cali accent. Uh, listen, Carl, it's a doll. We had, we had a, a Belinda. A Belinda mm. is an aunt. Um, okay. On my dad's side, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. let me see here. Well, on my mom's side, get my un- uh, Uncle Lewis. I don't know any white okay. Lewises. Okay. Um, on my dad's side, I have a Dominic. I have Uncle Dominic. Mm, I have okay. an Uncle Anthony, but Anthony can kind of be anything, you know. Uh, my paternal grandparents here it goes okay this is what i'm waiting my grandmother mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandmother is martha ann oh martha yes. ann so i love good, a good strong love black a name martha ann. <laughs> i'm gonna say my grand my paternal grandfather for last okay and you don't want to hear my that's other great grandparents that's a, that's another one go ahead go ahead <laughs> so my grandmother we know dorothy may dorothy mm-hmm. may uh mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. my grandfather to lewis cornelius uh okay. but my paternal grandfather's name okay is herc you first name herc you <laughs> middle name lee <laughs> i love that herc you lee hair <laughs> you are welcome you are welcome for that strong black name that <laughs> heritage heritage i don't know my great grandparents name that might be the name of this episode hercule no disney hercule <laughs> Hercule. That might be the episode. You're, you are welcome. Str- strong <laughs> black man. Hercule. So, Hercule. Standing this, I wanted to get to this a little bit later, but it's fine because we're here now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to my paternal great-grandparents. Okay. My grandmama's parents because I gave you my granddaddy's mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. Her mama name was Celestine. Mm-hmm. Her daddy's name was Early. Mm, strong, <laughs> just strong. Early. <laughs> early Harris, and mm. they went on to name their children like my grandmother's Dilly. Mm-hmm. She's the oldest girl. Her old, the other next oldest sibling, well, her oldest brother, the oldest. He was Emmett. It was another just strong mm. black man. But we yeah. had a Dorothy in there. They had an author. We had an Oscar, mm. Uh, mm. who we call Uncle OC, right? Uh, we had a Leonard. Sorry. Leonard is, is black. <laughs> Leonard. And my uh, uncle Arthur, Leonard his, nickname, is black. His, his nickname was June. Uh, uncle mm. June. Um, mm. I'm saving my other aunt for last because that was another. We had Aunt Jesse. That was, a, you know, Aunt Jesse. And um, the other aunt that was in that crew, her nickname was Aunt Petey. Mm. But her government <laughs> was P. Cola. <laughs> Picola Harris, Picola Harris, and Jessica so strong looks like a like a young. I seen a picture of a young Aunt Petey. My baby sister Jessica yeah. looks almost identical to Aunt Petey. I mean that yeah. though. I mean from her shape because she was a slimmer woman, but real hippie. And Jessica looks like Aunt Petey. And mm. Jessica's middle name, she's going to kill me. <laughs> Is oh, a come on, my, my mama got. Well, I'm used to get creative with these middle names. So my grandma's mm. paternal grandmother is Dilly. Yeah. Maternal grandmother's Geraldine. My mama said, how can I put these things together to honor these women? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Jessica's middle name is Dillian. <laughs> Dillian. Dillian. That's right. Dillian. Dillian. Mm. <laughs> and my mother... I'm gonna tell her business too. Actually, has a uh, a middle name that's been passed down 
several mm-hmm. women in the family have this middle name. It is Rochelle. So my mom is Robin Rochelle. My mm-hmm. oldest sister is Roshonda Rochelle. My mama's mm. first cousin is um, Felicia Rochelle. And her daughter mm. is Alicia Rochelle. Rochelle is a strong black name, too. Rochelle. Rochelle. Is a, Rochelle. Remember, you ain't meeting no, mean no white not a Rochelles. Chance. Not a chance. What is a Rochelle? Not That's a chance. A, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, um, but now that we've kind of went through that, knowing that we have a yeah. heritage, Mm. We come from some strong black names, right? We do. I want to ask you, do where, I mean, I think we know where the stigma came from, right? White, I, you know, everything can go back to white supremacy and systemic yeah. racism. Just is what it yeah. is, right? But yeah. how do you think, especially in this society, as we're evolving beyond um, what is politically correct, Right, what is socially acceptable has been, you know, indoctrinated in us. How do we get past the stigmas, right? Of because I used to always so Josh on Asher's side has a cousin, exact same age as him, right? Mm. Thirteen. The little girl's name is Regina, right? And oh, no. it's it, like my mama's best friend name is Regina. So I've only known Regina's to at least be thirty plus. Right? I've never right. met a child Regina. I just, I mean, and I understand that Regina had to be a child. At some point, yeah, at I some just point. ain't never yeah. seen one until I met this little girl at the time. When I first met her, she was eight. And that little girl named right. Regina. And I said, did I hear Regina. that correctly? So how do we get past two things, in your opinion, Brian? How do we normalize? Because um, even Kiki Palmer, Leotis, right, has brought back. <laughs> oh, and my uncle, my dad's brother, Lee, L-E-E, Lee Vernis. And we called him Uncle Vernis. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Bonnie. Lee Burns. Um, Lee Burns. L E E B R B E R N E S. Lee Burns. Um, how do we get though back to reclaiming the the old names, right? The, the the sturdy names, as we like to say. But then also at the same time breaking the stigma around um the you know the Shambaquishas. And the um, Jadarius's and the, yeah. all that comes <clears throat> with yeah. that, because because those people, right, aren't unprofessional, right? They aren't mm. what the stereotypes say, right? But they happen to have what society was called a quote unquote ghetto name. How do we move past it, or do you think we would ever fully move past what comes with that? No, nah, no, nah, we won't ever move past it. Uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> we won't ever move past it. Uh, the issue is that it's, it's societal, it's, it's culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we're never gonna move past the, the, the name thing. Cause even yeah. like we, I think most of us, it's always like a, a thing. We always say like, Oh, I want my child to have a, a good resume name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we think about mm-hmm. those things. I'm sure we're going to kind of get into our naming process of our children, but it's something we all kind of put, you know, in the back of our minds to say we want, you know, when when they when they want to get hired, we don't want them to kind of automatically be, yeah, you know, judged off of their name, Whew. and that's that's yeah. coming from from people our community. You know what I'm saying? Um, should it be normalized? Yes, I think it should be normalized because you should have the freedom to name your, your child whatever you want them to be named, right? Uh, and to the to the Angela I clip you heard earlier. A naming is a way to kind of connect a culture, to create a certain mm-hmm. sense of identity, 
Um, like my aunt, that's name is Dolphin A. Her one kid is named Natasha Ellen's Caribria. Uh, like so, she was like, I have a, a a unique name. Let me name my kids unique stuff, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and let's let's be honest. Like, just because you have a quote unquote ghetto name doesn't mean you're not gonna get a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there are people out there. I'm sure. Bro. Fanny, my nigga. Fanny. My supervisor, who is Habitat's um, global DEI officer, her name is Natasha, which is historically a, and it's Natasha N A T O S H A. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's go further. The 44th president of the United States, Barack. Is it for Barack Hussein? Hussein Obama. Hussein Obama. <laughs> so, if, if it's, it's not as stigmatized, but it's it's also going to come with the fact of like it's just, and it may just be us, you know. Sometimes we put certain un unnecessary weights on our own culture, right? Where people, some people might not even care about the name, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's also going to be a thing of like you know our our automatic fear of I don't want my cat my child to have to work harder because yeah. they named you know. I was about to make my name. I don't want to offend anybody. Jaquarius. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, yeah, I don't know no, if Jaquarius I, is out there. I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? It's definitely some Jaquarius is out there, right? But yeah. no, I get exactly what you're saying, Brian, because, and we can go into this now. I, Joshua's name is because I, I always wanted a second, right? So that was just kind of a yeah. given. And Jaden, wow, I don't know a bunch of white Jadens, but Jaden was kind of that name that the Asher actually chose Jaden. And, um, yeah. I came up with the the middle name because his middle name is also it's black, yeah. but it's also you know nondescript. You know, I mean, not nondescript, but kind of it's Alexander, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, because I know some Ale- I know some straight up Alexander. When you think about Alexander the Great and stuff like that, right? You understand yeah. some of the history around it. But I don't I don't know if I ever met a white Alexander. I know some Alex, some like white Alexes, yeah, but not full Alexander. Anyway, nah. we were intentional too, I, and I think for us, I don't know that. I think subliminally or subconsciously rather, mm-hmm. we thought about yeah. um the resume and what that could mean. Mm-hmm. But I also think when we chose their names, one, like I said, Joshua was just kind of a, a given, um, in a sense. And, you know, I was prayerful that whoever I married or had children with would agree to to do that, you know, for my firstborn son. Um but Jaden specifically, it was like this is kind of the name we like. And yeah. um, because Jade, now Jada's option or the option was Ashlyn or Ashton, right? To mm-hmm. be connected to Asha. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just kind of one of those things to where they're not quote unquote, you know, creative. I'll use the word creative names. Yeah. But also it wasn't a huge, it was more or less, do we connect with this? And then I'm right. big on, well, at the time in research, I was big on name meanings. So I wanted to make sure, okay, yeah. as we're giving them this, Right, I wasn't saying I'm gonna name my child Emperor Prince, but I'm like, all right, if we're gonna go with Jaden, let me see what Jaden means. Right, we're gonna, you know, right. go Alexander things like that. So, um, I don't know if they would have made or made or break anything, but it was definitely something yeah. else to consider. So, um, like, how did you come up with Brooklyn? And yeah, um, <clears throat> well, th- there were two options. Um, Mind you, you know, we had a short time to come think with some names, but uh, the other option would have been Zoe. Okay. Lauren really loved Zoe. Mm. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Which is interesting because it was kind of Zoe after um, Blackish. Oh. The character in Blackish. Okay. She really loved Zoe. 
Um, I loved Brooklyn, which was interesting. Is it wasn't in a, a black name to me. I liked this. There was a, um, um, I didn't like her, but Brooklyn Decker is a model, like a white model. I always love the name Brooklyn. It sounds dope. It's like a kind of edgy, uh, mm. an edgy name. Also kind of, you know, Brian Brooklyn. I, so I wanted, you know, that. So Brooklyn was like kind of like my top of my list. Zoe was at Lawrence top of the list. Um, middle names. We were always going to do a middle name based off of like family history or something like that. Sure. Sure. Um, so did we think about like, you know, resumes and stuff like that? I'm pretty sure it is, you know, subconsciously we thought about it. Um, considering also like Lauren, her family, you know, Scott Ross, Lauren, they are intentional with the, you know, the names, my side, we got Monica, Dante, Kendale, Brian. I, I, have, the, I have the only normal, like, you know, name, right. Uh, yeah. but I have a Y, so maybe that's a little different. Who knows? But, um, yeah, so the name was important uh, for Brooklyn. It's something I really liked. I really wanted to, you know, I just like Brooklyn, which is a dope name. Like, so uh, I felt like it would, you know, it wouldn't be like a uh, like a hindrance anyway. But also, what's funny is what I'm finding out is all the kids in Brooklyn. Brooklyn has a normal name compared to her her classmates, mm-hmm. and she don't go to school with Jaquarius's and Marcus's and stuff like that. She goes to school with Spear and. Um, what are the other like hippie white kid names? Like Spears, literally one of the names, like mm. Wales and Wyatt, and you know, all of those gentrified, you know, hipster names. She goes to school to all those kids. Yeah. So Brooklyn yeah. is like normal compared to like the other schools, like where they have the first names they're actually last names. You know what I'm saying? Like those. That's that's the kind of generation Brooklyn is in. So Brooklyn is a normal name. Uh, in her generation, uh, in her for amongst her classmates, so they don't have they don't have the Charleses and the Kevins and the no, it's the you know, mm. interesting last names made the first name, so it's which is interesting to me. Interesting, yeah, and I think I don't know that Jaden or Josh have come home and told me about any names that are like like blue and you mm. know some of the stuff like we hear with celebrities and things like that, North and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And like what you just described, but yeah, because Jaden do got one strong black man. He got a friend named Arthur. No, another nine year old yeah. named Arthur. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, strong. he had a friend named Deuce, but I think Deuce's name that his dad. I don't really know Deuce's real first name. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, I don't know the thing, but I do see the trend too. I, I think that's the new thing, right? It's I think the yeah. current parents, both black and white, are going like you used the word hippie, but very like hippie and social, like we see people named trust and peace yeah. and, you know, the yeah. celebrities are like, you know, Blue Ivy, that's why I said Blue Ivy Carter and you got like Northwest and all these mm-hmm. other, you know, just kind of, you know, oh, I'm gonna name my child Light Post, you know what I'm saying? Like, but And, and for yeah. them, it's less of a thought because they're, those kids are set. Unless those, unless those yeah. parents do something ridiculous with their money, they're, they can be named, all, they can be named Chair. And we'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Like. <laughs> right. Don't Erica Badu speaking of her song of the week. One hundred kids named Seven. Yeah. Po- a seven yeah. Puma and Mars. <laughs> you know. And when yo and yeah. when you got a Erica Badu mama and a daddy like Andre Three Stacks, you're you're fine. You you know. Yeah. You're, you're fine. Seven is you fine. You know. Seven is seven is fine. And you know what? And okay. I actually like some names are like kind of I ain't gonna say weird. I'm gonna say um earthy and hippie. But I'm not mad yeah. at a seven. Like I'm not mad no. as a seven as I would be if your name was like three, you know what I'm saying? Like something about seven specifically, <laughs> right? Yeah. I can rock with. But if you say hi, I'm Speaks three, to and I'm be like, yeah, okay, okay, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the number you chose. Right. But yeah. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I don't know, Brian. I think I'm in a space where, because I'm going to say this. I've Growing up, I had to check my own unconscious biases. Yeah. Right. The, the anti-blackness that can live inside of black people. Right. Because I yeah. went to, I, I had, I'm not talking about high school. I remember some of these names specifically. Um, and these, these young women were in AP classes with me. Right. So smart, mm-hmm. super intelligent. In the top 20 of our class, Shantasia. Right? Isharlea. Wow. Okay. <laughs> right? Bunch of syllables. Mm-hmm. Um, I Dunterios. You know? Right? Right? Um, and these are, you know, and I know Jaleesa ain't like a different world, but Jaleesa is a black name, right? And yeah. I'm not talking yeah, about yeah, Jaleesa yeah. as spelled or different. I'm talking about Jaleesa like J-E-A-L-E-S-I-A. Right? Wow. Right, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. My high school, the girl who I dated throughout high school, we called her Nisi because her middle name mm-hmm. was, um, I think it was a middle name. I forgot, I, don't, I guess it don't matter. No, we ain't date no more. But her real name was Barbara, right? Wow, she I dated a Barbara <laughs> at 15. Um, <laughs> and these, right, strong, strong black name, strong, strong black strong. name. Um, but I guess what I'm getting to is that all these people I'm describing to you were in AP and honors classes with me. People who were like, um, captain of the teams and all these different types of things. Um, and while many of us have taken out many different paths, what I do see on Facebook and LinkedIn for some of us is that these like the Shantasia's is doing her thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the e you know. For all intents and purposes, doing her thing too. I think I follow, we follow yeah. each other on IG. Uh, but their name didn't stop them. No. Right? Mm-hmm. And I also went to school with some people who, like, was quote unquote, guy in my class, Jonathan, right? Um, there was a guy who I remember high school, Randy, um, yeah. who I've seen on Facebook, no judgment, but is weeded out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, for them, for them streets, and you know, and again, yeah. the circumstances. But they're, but what I'm getting to is that their name didn't dictate yeah. that path, right? No. And so for me, what I've learned is that um, I know when I show up at a resume at a, at a, a, you know, social media has changed the game. You can look me up before mm-hmm. an interview and see that I'm black and yeah. whatever. But on paper, if you never did that, I was because I because I didn't never put Jamal on my resume. <laughs> my resume. It was always Joshua sure. J. Rogers. So, you yeah. know, you just I am who I am. Now, if you probably saw Morehouse, you can make some assumptions about me. But I, yeah. and then, you know, I know how to turn that Memphis on and off. Right? right. Um, and I think part of that is living in Atlanta for so long. Uh, but I, I mm-hmm. you know, I know how to do music and purple. And you know what I'm saying? I can do it. And Maine, and I, mm-hmm. I, can, I can flip it and switch it because that's how I grew up. Almost like, you know, our Nigerian brothers and sisters who go in and out of their accent flawlessly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can do yeah. the same. So when I'm on interviews and like now, sometimes I get really excited or I get mad. Oh, that Memphis come out. It's there. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's different. I go home. Mm-hmm. Be, that's why I'm all, I'm, that's why I'm low key afraid. Like my job is sending me to Memphis around Juneteenth. I'm like, ooh, I ain't gonna even hold it because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be around. I'm gonna be around a lot of folks and they're gonna come out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I will say, despite all of, I guess what I'm getting to is that I had to check myself and say that, yeah, just because I met an Aquafina. Or who whoever like I I knew I went to high school with a dude named Germany, and he was very hippie and earthy, but that Germany was filled with a J, right? So, 
Mm. Right, right. And I don't know mm-hmm. where Germany is today. What I do know is that he was really intelligent. He was real quiet. He was very artsy. He wrote poems. He was that, but he was that kid in a predominantly black high school, surrounded by all the things. Right. So the name didn't didn't prepare the way, more or less than yeah. it was the the upbringing, the environment, the systemic mm-hmm. challenges. All, all the things that made up us as humans determined where we would be and the choices we ultimately made, training yeah. up a child and the way she go. The level of, me and you talk about this too, the level of exposure. So I wonder, Brian, while I don't think the stigma will ever change, but at least as a community, do you think we will ever get to the place where we can allow us to be us and not have, like, because even in that, you know, there were arguments that said, well, you are setting your kids up and you are blah, blah, blah. But why can't, why can't we be, you know, Chantalisha and be yeah. a top ranking attorney or doctor? Like, because I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm, I'm, I'm throw this to you. I'm going to the last thing I'm going to point out because I've worked with Maria Kaplowski and I took the time to pronounce mm. that where there are more yeah. consonants than there are vowels. And we learn them and we digest them and we say them and we never complain. But when it's yeah. a Chantalia, no. now all of a sudden it's too long and it's too many letters and it's too hard and I can't yeah. figure it out. Sean. You're lazy. Yeah. You're lazy. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's again, it's the supremacy of it all. We know, yeah. we know what that is. Uh, we even had issues with it, Kamala. Like you can't act like it was just too hard to pronounce mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Kamala, Kamala. No, it's, it's Kamala. Okay. Like it's Kamala, like it's it's easy. Um, I feel like it's again, it's the supremacy of it all. I feel mm-hmm. like we should just name mm-hmm. the kids wherever we want to name them. Um, you can be named whatever you want, and that's still not going to diminish your ability to yes. or skills or intelligence or intellect anyway. To your same point, I know plenty of people who have regular names like Bob and Chris, or not Chris, well Chris, but I'm using an example, but people like that that just they're just mid and mediocre, right? So. Uh, the name itself doesn't do anything. It's not something that um, it's going to hold you back. And I feel like in the future, we sh- like if if Brooklyn wants to name my grandchild something that's rando, like whatever, you know, what I'm saying we just it is what it is. Um, so I don't know. I think with the stigma should be should be taken off of it, you know, in my opinion. All right. I agree. I agree. I think we should be able to express ourselves holistically as a culture, yeah. as a people. And not, I mean, it's, it's going to be there, but I think we should, like many yeah. things, do it anyway and mm-hmm. do it well. We talked about yeah. some of our family lineage, but as a wrap up, what are some of your favorite strong black names? Be them creative or be them like historical? I I, I don't really care for, it sounds bad, I don't really care for the, the creative names. I like the old, like the Barbaras, the Dorothys, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Willie Mays. I like those. I feel like, I wish that those names would make a comeback. Like my brother, he has like an Imogene. He, he named his, like his girls, like those kind of names. I feel like those names should be making the comeback. Um, a, a Charles, um, a, uh, um, some name of the flowers, like that, that kind of stuff. I feel like the old old names i feel like i need to come back um surely like Ooh, you know th- those are the surely. ones you know uh if it is like you know <laughs> like roy dean and alistein like all the, like those and alistein you know like all of those kind yes. of just like it 
Just rich, rich. Now, Roy Dale you know, and Alvastain, they were sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that's what I want. I want that. I want that to come back. Um, it don't sound cool. Like, you know, well, well Joshua and Brian, like it, it, it doesn't give that, you know. It doesn't give. We don't, it, it don't give that we marched with, with Martin. It don't give like I know how to grill. It don't give Coretta. It. Yeah. It don't give, it don't give Coretta. Bernice. It don't give no Bernie. It don't give, it don't give Betty. It don't give it. It don't give. It don't yeah. give. It don't give civil rights. And I feel it like don't. we need to get back to our our civil rights. Frederick, we come on. When the last time Harriet. you seen Frederick? <laughs> right, Harriet. You know, Sojourner. Like we, all those now, names. Now, now, Sojourner. <laughs> if they come up in here with us, if I meet a Sojourner, a modern day <laughs> Sojourner, Sojourner. And the thing about the give, men, black names, civil rights names. Mm-hmm. Like some of them, they were just like, like I said, my my maternal grandfather. It was just Charles. But when you say yeah. Charles in the black community, you know, everybody know a Charles. Yeah. And I ain't talking yeah, about Miss Ned and them. I'm talking about like yeah. the, the staple Charles. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about Charles, your lunch is ready. I'm talking about the staple Charles. <laughs> Charles. Uh, like you said, Fred. <laughs> Child, get me away from them. Fred. Off my timeline. Frederick, Frederick, Uncle Fred. Yes. Or here's the thing: mm-hmm. you got Frederick. He had no sons, or his daughter' name was Freddie. Mm-hmm. R, you know, F R E D D I E. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I love that too because the men was like, "I ain't got no junior, but I'm gonna put it on my daughter." Right? I'm gonna have mm-hmm. a Freddie. I'm gonna have a uh, Charlotte. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna do all these things. You know, Jesse, John A, or something like that. Yeah, mm, John yeah. A, or Johnny mm-hmm. May. You know, all yeah. the. <laughs> they're just straight up Johnny, yeah. but I'm gonna put the May on there so that you can know it's yeah. a woman. Um, all R- these different Roberta, 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 Alberta, and Alberta, Alberta. Bring it, bring it Albertina, back. Bring that back. Albertina, Albertina, Twinkie, Albertina, because her daddy Albertina? name was Albert. Yes, get all, all the back. Jacqueline, now, give us more Jacquelines. Come on, come on. But let's 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 slide on real quick to Maddie Moss Club because mm-hmm. Maddie Moss was ahead of her time because Dorinda, yeah. <laughs> Dorinda mm-hmm. is a that, that is a she went from she went from Jackie Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. To Denise, mm-hmm. to Albertina, mm-hmm. uh-huh. to Dorinda. <laughs> Dorinda. She, went, she said, I'm going to give him out all on this one. <laughs> I put my all on the altar on and, this one. And, and then ended with a Karen. You know what I'm saying? But like, like just the. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I love the fact that even some of our elders was like, let me get in this creative bag mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you know, my, and my mother-in-law's name is Janet. She's 70 something. So her, her. Her mother had to get in that 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 bag and call Janet. Like that's that youth. That, yeah, that's a youthful. That's a youthful bag. Considering you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, <sighs> you know. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. Oh, Bring back the strong um, civil rights names. My per, my maternal. I forgot her. My maternal grandmother was princess. Mm, that's a good <laughs> black name. I don't know the white princesses. <laughs> Prince, princess. 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 Queening. Queening is in the twenties. 
princess mm. and she gave birth yeah. i think my grandmother was geraldine and she gave birth to i got an uncle lonnie uncle lloyd or my uncle stanley lonnie is a, is a black name Lon- they twins too lonnie and lloyd they are twins lonnie and lloyd my uncle stanley mm. my aunt madeline uh mm-hmm. all the things my uncle eugene I had a, I got an uncle Eugene. Eugene. Jean, Jean is a black name. <laughs> and then Jean. Then, you know, again, if you didn't have a son, you name that daughter Jean. Just mm-hmm. name a Jean. You don't mm-hmm. you don't do the thing. So anyway, Are you Jean? Pieces, Are we you would Eugenia? love for you. Or you I know a Eugenia. Jean in my family, mm-hmm. but I know one. Um yeah. Yeah. so puzzle pieces. We would love to hear some of your strong black names, your grandmama them yeah. name, your dad in them name. Let us know because we it's time to bring the sturdy names back. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell you something that's going to connect to this in Pockets of Joy of why I'm bringing the okay. shirt names back in my house. Uh, but anything okay. else you want to add, Brian, before we move on to Pockets of Joy? No, nah, bring back the shirt names. Uh, if, if if it don't sound like they walked with Martin Luther King, send it back. Send, send it back. back. All right. Well, let's go on over to Pockets of Joy and talk about some um, black person self-care and all the things. Let's do it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. All right, puzzle pieces. We are at the place where we call pockets of joy. For those that yes. do the podcast, this is a place where we talk about what we're doing intentionally. Keyword on intentionally to bring us joy. So, Josh, what are you planning on doing, or have been doing, or planning on doing in the future to bring you joy? So it's it's going to bring me joy, but as of now, mm-hmm. it's been stressful. Ash and I okay. are going through the adoption process. Of adoption. Okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> I wanted I to say, give oh, the okay. dramatic pause. The dramatic pause. It, no, we, it was definitely dramatic. You know, would, okay. You know I wouldn't tell you that um, for the first time online. Mm-hmm. Um, so we right. found a one-year-old Yorkie. So pretty. Beautiful. Mm. I mean, beautiful. She had, she was a stray. She ran away from home, clearly, because this she was still freshly cut. And mm-hmm. so you know about the child adoption process, right? Yeah. And how it can be competitive or you have to wait and yeah. things like that. For animals, of course, there aren't any, you ain't got to go, you ain't got to do no home business or none, none of the stuff for a child, right? And rightfully so, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to, but now the uh, animal activists don't come at me, but rightfully so. Mm-hmm. There should be far less right. barriers to adopting a pet than there should be a child. Um, but the thing that makes it complicated is the competitiveness of it all, specifically around mm-hmm. the small, cute dogs and the the ones that are popular. So we saw this dog. We was up in Great Wolf Lodge, long story short. And I inquired about it, found out what to do. You got to go do a visit. By law, at least in Cobb County anyway, they have to hold the dog or whatever species for a minimum of seven days before it is able to actually be adopted. But what you do is you go up there and you put your name on the waiting list and Basically, mm-hmm. the first person on the waiting list, and this is what I found out about the waiting list, is that the waiting list is up to 10 people. So okay. on the ad- adoption day, which this dog we were going to get, uh, her adoption day was yesterday. Was, that would have been the seven days. You have okay. to come up there at 10 a.m. And mm-hmm. they go down to they give you your paper because they don't tell you what order you're on on the waiting list when you put your name on it. They just tell you on the waiting okay. list. Um, and they get in and they give you your paper and you re- they reveal unto you what number you are. If you're number one and you're there, she's your, he or she is yours. And then if you're not there, it goes down the list until they get through all 10. If all 10 happen not to show up, then it's back up to the general public, whoever popped up almost like an auction 
who's there yeah. can then adopt. So when we got there and we went to go visit with the little Yorkie, her waiting list was already full. Wow. Um, so it was disappointing because Jaden had fell in love via pictures and we saw her and she was in the cage trying to come to the, cause you can tell she was a very sweet and social doll. So she probably yeah. been easy to, you know, bring it to the family. And she was young yeah. enough to like make us her family. And yeah. it was so sad because we had low key fell in love with yeah. this dog and had, and yeah. Cobb County got a special. So if you bring a 10 pound bag of unexpired dog food, the dog, your adoption mm-hmm. is free. All fees are wow. Because I think they're low. Because they they've been getting so many strays and stuff recently that they're yeah. just they're just low on food. And I'm like, so I can get a whole dog for twenty dollars that's up to date on their right. shots, been spayed or neutered, like all the things, yeah. microchipped yeah. everything. Um, so now that I know that, and Cobb County was like, their website is dated is updated by the minute. Like as soon as they catch a Got dog, it. it's in their system. So they was like, they, and the dude put me on game. He's like, if you see something, come up here. It was like, if we just caught them or just captured them or acquired them, there will not be a picture. But if it's a breed and a size and a sex of the dog that you like, come up here immediately, yeah. put your name on the list. Like, that is the best way to make sure that you get what, especially with, because they got pit bulls and stuff that's been there, been eligible for adoption I'm since sure. January or December. And yeah, we just sure. ain't bringing no pit and stuff in our house. That's just not happening. Um, right. So, but the small dogs, like the small dogs go, and they're Yorkie when I tell you she is gone. I saw one. That, I was ready to go to Gwinnett. Um, but she was really? gone already, too. By the time, yeah, I saw one out there. I was going to call you, be like, Rev, go put your name on the list and go get that baby for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, so we're really in a space where we're ready to receive. Mm-hmm. that type of love mm-hmm. and you know have yeah. that addition we want a we want a female dog so i think that's also a part of because they, they've had some like toy poodles and stuff like that that are males and ash was like nope if we're gonna do it it gotta be a girl um so Got i say it. i like to say tying the names back i want the my dog's name to either be carisha mm-hmm. Shout out to cool. or like a betty ann or a bessie smith mm. Right, yeah, you know that's what I want. I want to be able to yeah. do that and have that little come here, Bessie. Right, Bessie Smith, Josephine, Josephine, you know mm. Sarah Vaughn, Ella Fitzgerald mm. Rogers. You know what I'm yeah. saying, like mm-hmm. Ella. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Ella. Yeah. You know, sound like Ella's a tongue. A that's what I want. <laughs> oh. um, so that's what's bringing me. It's stressful because it's like I now that I know the adoption process and I'm able to navigate it. Uh, and again, not at all to compare this to animals and children, but Brian, I'm sure when y'all were going, it's stressful. Like you fill out these applications, yeah. you may see a yeah. child and this, blah, 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 blah. And while the two processes yeah. are very different, I am, it is stressful to know that you can see something, you want it, and then you don't become, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. owners or whatever in this case. So uh, I'm, I'm literally, I got my tabs up all the time and I'm refreshing to see what mm-hmm. happens. And if I need to take a call in my car to run up there, put my name on that list. I'm going to do it, bro, because I want this puppy. And like, cause here, and this is the last thing I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it go. Are you good? Go going to these breeders are like two, three thousand dollars. I know. And it's like, I, I mean, I get it that your price is your price, but if I can find a one year old or a six month dog for a bag of dog food, and yeah. I'm guaranteed by county law that you've done all the things. Yeah. And I'm saving a dog. I'm saving yeah. a dog. You are. I'm adopting one. So anyway, that's me. That's what I'm doing for Joy. How about you? Yeah, great stuff. Uh, so I did something for Joy. Okay. Uh, so 
I've been talking about me going through like a process of kind of like, you know, changing of appetites and stuff like that and kind of doing uh-huh. some things a little differently. So weight loss happened. Sure. Uh, kind of changed some other things in my life. Um, so I wanted to do something that is not like me. Right, something that probably wouldn't be something that a, a Brian thing. So I'm kind of have like this rebirth process of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the year, uh, you and I had a conversation. We did. And you said, hey, uh, a friend of mine has a special going on oh, for, mm-hmm. for, for body art. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me do it. So I was in a moment. I was down. I was depressed. I was, you know, trying to find the things. So yeah. I said, let me go in here and I'm a, and I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a book. I'm going a, I'm to a do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to get, but I'm going to reserve it, whatever. Okay. So I get the email, like reminder, like, oh, you have an appointment for your tattoo appointment with so-and-so. I'm saying cashmere, cashmere tomorrow. Shout out cashmere. Like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, snap. Like I did pay the deposit. I'm like, I don't want to lose my deposit because it's not refundable. Uh-huh. So I was like, either I'm gonna lose my like deposit, which is a nice, nice sum of a deposit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or I should just, I should just do it. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. I ain't tell Lauren. I, I think about to say, you losing knew... the deposit was not an option, Brian. Yeah, yeah it should not be. No, I wasn't. Gonna... Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't tell you really. I told you like at the, when I booked the, when I did the, the deposit. I didn't tell Chris. I didn't tell anybody that's like close to me. That I was getting a tattoo. Only like Lauren knew I was getting a tattoo because I, was, I, you know, I work from home, and she texted me like, "Hey, what are you doing? What are your plans for today?" And I was like, "I can't. I'm not gonna be like, oh, nothing." I was. Mm-hmm. I sent her a picture of the the sign, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, you're getting a tattoo!" So I was like, I told her, "Yeah, I'm getting a tattoo." She she's freaking out a little bit, and I'm like, "I'm I'm not gonna tell her what I'm getting. I'm not gonna tell her how big it's gonna be. I'm not sending her the proof. I'm not doing any of that thing because I know like I." I wanted to do this for me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I didn't want anybody okay. to kind of like try to talk me out of the thing. So within that, I think there's some things that we should do that are just for us. Um, and I, most of my life, I've kind of said before, I feel like I've made decisions most of my life, pretty much all my life, made decisions for other people. So I got talked out of things, things that I may have wanted to do, goals, dreams, and stuff like that may have gotten talked out of. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. And I didn't tell anybody that I had it. I sent you a pic. You text me and say, hey, we're getting a tattoo or something like that this weekend. And I sent you a picture mid mid tattoo, uh, and then my brother texts me, and he's a big tattoo guy. He's all tattooed up his whole body. Uh, I text him halfway through, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, like, like this is not like you. Like, what are you? What are you? Like, what are you doing?" But he was also was like, "Oh, this is lit. Like, I feel, I feel great because you never, you never would get a tattoo. You know what I'm saying? It's outside yeah. of my my normal uh, comfort zone. So it hurt." But it, it it was something I wanted to do um, that I did for me. Um, so I guess when we edit this but out, I'm pretty it? sure. Or for uh, it's it's a mural. It, I'm starting a. Mural. But I know what it is now. But you tell the people. Yeah, you know what it is. But I, I'm starting a mural. <laughs> okay. Um, dedicated to California. Um, and I'm trying to think. I might I, I might switch it up because I was talking to Chris about it, and I was like, well, California kind of like was my hometown. I was like, but Atlanta kind of raised me, so I might do like a half Cali. Half Atlanta mm, leg sleeve, so yeah. So mm. I might do the the other side of my leg, uh, Atlanta, like the mm. A, a peach. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. That kind of is like two sides of of me. I'm from California, but as a as I came here when I was 19. So as 
an adult. I'm I'm an Atlanta person. You know, so I'm not native, yeah. but I'm an, yeah. an Atlantean. I'm ATLian. Um, Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't I was born in California, that. but I was raised here. The Atlanta I, I, is we, a, um, is a curveball. It is a curveball for me because because I I made my list and mind you I didn't think about that until I was talking to Chris like um yesterday or the day before and I was thinking like hmm mm-hmm. I was trying to you know try to convince him to get a tattoo of Atlanta and I was like come on brother you can do it you know you're from at you're from Atlanta like you, you know should do Chris it. ain't getting no tattoo uh, Chris yeah Chris ain't getting no tattoo but uh, uh I was like. I was like, maybe I should, you know, give Atlanta like some love because Atlanta, as much as the trash we talk about Atlanta, like Atlanta has done me right. I've done, I've made, I've, I've made a good life in Atlanta. Okay. I d- despise the traffic. I despise a lot of the mm-hmm. culture and stuff like that here in Atlanta, but I do mm-hmm. love Atlanta. So I'm not going to hold you. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I think I'm, I'm probably going to stick it to California, okay. but uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not against doing something you know atlanta so i did all california right. my hometown uh so I'll, right. I'll send the pictures out to the folks and y'all can maybe you know, splice the the things then you can you know see it it's a nice size tattoo too it Eight is hours. it is welcome to the club yeah. i have 10 yeah. um yeah. <laughs> i've sat in somebody's <laughs> chair 10 different times i've never okay, sat for it you've you've beat me in one single session the longest i've sat was mm-hmm. Four and a half hours when I did my oh. half sleeve, my Memphis thing, mm-hmm. but mine wow. didn't. Yeah, it was yeah about four and a half five hours um, for that one, and I've added to it in some spaces. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm looking to get another one. Like tattoos are, are painful, but me too. to me, very painful. It's a form of therapy. Um, I love the um, the outcome, of course. My next piece is actually combined in my chest with my arm. Cashmere is going to do mm-hmm. that one. And I'm extending it down to my elbow, wrapping it through. This is the yeah. cap side, so I'm adding some stuff to it. And this is going to be a whole artistic piece. And he already told me that's going to be an eight-hour because of all the stuff I want to do to combine it. So, yeah. You there. In that room, just laid out. Yeah. And I always bring – Did you? What? how did you prep? I didn't know how to prep. I, did, I didn't I okay. know what to expect. Um so I had, this is I why you should have just reminded me, because I would have told you these things. <laughs> Listen, I didn't remind myself. Uh, so, <laughs> what I should have done is I should have ate breakfast that morning. You should have ate. I should have brought. I should have brought snacks and brought snacks yeah. and took some ibuprofen and Tylenol. I should have because it, I didn't it do don't that. stop I the pain, but it does mm-hmm. kind of. It does. You know, maybe it's placebo, but I always mm-hmm. pop a couple before I go. Yeah. So the because the thing is. I, I I did the numbing cream, right? But never done that. I'm took, a real G. But no, here goes the thing though. <laughs> it took it took like two hours to come up with the design. So mm. by the time Cashmere got the to inking, that cream had run it 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 run its course. So I felt every bit of that eight point five hours. The, sh- the shading just, is what hurts the most, right? Yeah. The shading, mm-hmm. um, and then also mm-hmm. the um, yeah, the smartest parts. And I have a lot of dark on my leg. Like there's a lot of dark spots on my leg where he had to, and it literally at one point felt like burning. Like it was burning. You're my literally leg with like a creating hot iron. a wound in your skin. Yeah, like yeah, it, in this literal sense. Like it, yeah. It, so I put I, I had my headphones on. I was listening to gospel music, loud preaching. I was trying to. There was at one moment where I was <laughs> like, "This is on the Lord." Bad. 
<laughs> Listen, I need I needed help because it was it was it was unbearable, but it was I made yeah. it through. Um, so I'll probably I'm I'm gonna get some more without a doubt. Um, but it was it was also Great. one of those things like if I can handle this, you know, I could do anything. I so I'm gonna get some more. I thought about getting the jigsaw logo on me. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't I'm know where, but it'll probably be small. Um, I because mm-hmm. I have a chance lyric right here. I want to get the matching lyric yeah. on this side. So this one is mm-hmm. that um the people champ must be everything the people can't be. But before that, he talks mm-hmm. about um like I think leading into that is like a Mr. Mufasa. I they call me Mr. Mufasa. I had the master stampedes. I'm gonna get that mm-hmm. on this side. You know, chances my yeah. guy. I'm a, you know y'all talking about Mayhive. I am a I'm a stand. People, I'm putting lyrics on right. my body. You feel me? So, but I love that. People should everything. They called me Mr. Mufasa. I had the master stampedes. Those things really speak to me in a space to where it's like, yeah. I've been beat. Like all of my tattoos mean things. Yeah. And like when I got this, this was at the heart of me being um, a college pastor, young adult pastor. And I'm like, I yeah. have to be everything that this young adult, these young adults want to be, but aren't bold right. enough because Koja won't allow them to be. And I'll take yeah. on, I will be the martyr in a sense. Yeah. And you know my journey at Cathedral. I took a lot of flat right for me. Yeah. And I'm not, and I wasn't even yeah. as authentic as I am in expression now. Right. So just Crazy, imagine right? if I popped up today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So this one is the master move because Mr. Mufasa had the master stampedes. It's like, in order to be the legend, I had to take the hits, right? So that's going to be right. my immediate next when I might get this summer because this low-hanging fruit is cheap. I can go back to Liberty Tats in Midtown and get that one because it's just words. Um, mm-hmm. But my next big piece is definitely going to be yeah. with Cashmere to sit down, get it done. I might get it done in Memphis because I know some the girl who did our family tat with me and Rashonda mm-hmm. and them. She probably will be kind of cheap just to do some words. But anyway, I'm super, super happy. I love yeah. tattoos. I got my first one I when I was 21. Orlando, um, right? Orlando, spring break. And yeah. I wasn't mm-hmm. drunk. I remember. I just, I was just like, let's do it. And I'm actually, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting that one like, I ain't going to say covered, but enhanced. I talked to Cashmere about that too. Because um, it was like this random tattoo shop. The person did a decent job. But it, does, yeah. it doesn't compare to the quality of my other ones. Yeah. And I want, you know, mm-hmm. I'm being on that. Because I was yeah. a minister of music. And I still love music. Mm-hmm. So that means yeah. a lot to me as well. I actually want um I actually want an Odell Beckham Jr. like leg sleeve type situation. Yeah. If I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. I'm I talking feel, about yeah. I'm talking about from top of the ankle. Oh, yeah. Booty cheek. Well, you can leave my cheek out, but all the but all the other mm-hmm. parts. Uh, I yeah. just don't know what amount of content I have to fulfill. All that's of my that thing. piece of my body. Yeah. That's the only thing that's stopping me from building that piece out. Um, otherwise, you get me excited. You took me to talk about tattoos. I get excited because I ain't got one in like two or three years. So my last piece mm. is my. I got one on the front of my stomach. That hurt. Bug life. Um. So anyway, I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud of your journey. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud that you I'm did glad. it. Yeah. And I'm excited yeah. to see you go back and keep adding to it. Now, you think you're going to add to it this year? Or you're gonna um hopefully what I would love for is if if uh Cashmere does a nice little discount like he did before. He do that special. the end of the year only. Because yeah, I would I'll I would you know that. that's what I might end up doing. I might take it I might get another one at the end of the do another eight point five hours and well, I'm definitely, get the other doing, part I'm definitely of the not done. missing the special this next this year for end of the year yeah. to get this done. But the yeah. one I'm talking about in my other forearm, I I would prefer to have that before the summer. Um. Yeah. Just to kind of round I, that out, I, I can see myself doing 
So the thing is, if I want like something random, I would I can go somewhere else. But if I want, well, let's like, go to Liberty really... one night. Let's go to Liberty one night. Yeah, I can do. I can do random. <laughs> I'm fine with let's random. Go yeah, let's like, go to Liberty not one random, night. But you know what I'm saying? Like detail. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just something words. that like. Yeah, something like that. I'll be fine with like words. I can do that. But like, if I want like a masterpiece, like cash, don't tempt me with a good time. Don't tempt me with a <laughs> yeah. good time. Yeah, I'm down for it though. But now, but the thing is, is like now that I got that out, and and I was telling Chris like there was something like I at one point we never would have got a tattoo, but even like tattoo placement was like a thing. You know what I'm saying? I, being yeah, kind of bound to matters. placement. Yeah, like so it's it's really kind of breaking mm. out like in you know. I'm grateful for the fact that I'm 38 and I'm still, I'm still kind of like, you know, I've, I just had some conversations recently with people that like that I were having honest conversations for the first time in my whole life. So it's just great that like the evolution that can still continue to happen um, yeah. in our lives and breaking out of those boxes and shattering your expectations, other people's expectations is a wonderful feeling. I love that. All right, yeah. let's get into. Um, actually, let's just head on over to a greater conversation. Let's do that today. Let's do it. All right. Mm-hmm. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, puzzle pieces. We're at a greater conversation for those that are new to the podcast. This is where we get some things off of our chest. I say it every Absolutely. week. Tomorrow's not promised. So, custom out today. I'm going to choose joy. So, I'm going to yeah. throw it to you this week, Josh, to. Get some things off of your chest. I am not. Come here, Mississippi. <laughs> Come here, state Ooh. of Mississippi. So the state of Mississippi has mm. just released Senate Bill number 2726 that talks about how they are um, looking to close through um, state schools that are underperforming based on data, economic impact, blah, blah, blah. We all know that the targets of that is Jackson State, Mississippi Valley State, Alcorn State University, mm-hmm. the three black HBCUs. They compare yep. to the other schools in Mississippi, University of Mississippi, um, and maybe some of the other smaller but higher performing schools. They don't, they're not going to measure up. Jackson State may be safe, but Mississippi Valley and Alcorn particularly, particularly are going to be very vulnerable um, to this state bill. Why, number one, are you looking to close schools? In general, right, right. If they're right. if they if they are still maintaining their accreditation, if if students yeah. are actively enrolling, right, and they're yeah. producing scholars, what, what's the purpose, right? And I know the right. states give money to them, but they like you have a whole water crisis in Jackson. Like your your money yeah. issue does not need to be the 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 financial upholding of these institutions, but making sure no. this predominantly black city and this predominantly aggressively white racist state has to read the basic resource access. We want us to pay for grapes. Shout out Orlando. Right. right? Like the basic <laughs> resources to live and sustain and to be humans. And here you are. And I'm sure they're going to say, well, this is not racist is blah, blah, blah. But the, but it's, but it's, it's just like when things happen, we create these laws and bills and we say things like dis- they disproportionately affect black and brown folk because they were created yeah. to do that. They were created to yeah. do that. You And this is right. the way you justify it. Like redlining. You're not going to say redlining mm-hmm. was racist. You're going to say, oh, we did this because of that. No, you did it to cut out white and blacks so that our neighborhoods can lose its resources and access, right? So that you can uphold your majority uh, mindset. You can uphold this kind of... Um, supremacy mindset right that you have over individuals of color that's why these particular things were put in place and the same thing with this senate bill so i hope that the the people and the activists that be 
in Mississippi, surrounding Mississippi, outside of Mississippi. I haven't seen this get a lot of traction. Um, I've seen like a couple of HBCU pages post about it, but I'm hoping that all the activists and good folks get a hold of it. I am going to do yeah. my part like right now on this podcast um, to talk about it. Shout out to me. I was going to say this for the announcement at the end, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I have a subscription-based newsletter. I'm writing yep, about it in, that, in this upcoming episode. Thank you so much. I saw that. Um, I'm mm-hmm. writing about this upcoming episode, so I'm going to definitely do my part um, to advocate and to talk about it and to put it out there. And as a DEI person, I might even do a little video about it or something. I ain't decided on it yet, so yeah. don't hold me to it. But I, I'm just really, I'm really tired, Brian, and frustrated. Like I know we have the things over and over, like with Trump telling, you know, talking about he trying to, you know, pander to us with these shoes and the white man saying but the black people really yeah. first of all yes we love shoes but those shoes are ugly right, right? can we start there like one of yeah. our Morehouse brother designed some Morehouse Nikes and you know why they mine because they're ugly right and it wasn't enough that they were, they were Morehouse shoes they just didn't look good to me right so and not but I, but here's the gag though I, I considered supporting because it was a black man it's my school right and it's just would have been dope to have there's, there's yeah. nothing about that shoe that Trump is releasing that even gives me a thought to consider buying this. So you no. you did have my vote before, and all of a sudden, this pandering that you're doing to me with a sneaker that is ugly, yeah. right? That's not right. even like, and it ain't Nike? Like, what what is it even? No. Like, it's, there's nothing <laughs> right. appealing about it, right? So anyway, I, but what I'm saying to that is that I'm super disappointed. Not necessarily disappointed, because these I'm really ex- I expect these type of things, but I'm, I'm tired, bro. Yeah. I am tired of all of the the quote unquote plays, right, that exist that that try to be covert and do a really bad job at it. That yeah. because we are successful, because we are succeeding and they can't stop us, they want to create laws and policies that are aimed to mm-hmm. do so. And yeah. this is just another example of that. So um at the risk of being controversial because I'm a preacher and all this other kind of stuff. Mississippi, go to hell. Mm-hmm. Just, I think, flat out. Uh, Simone, uh, Nina Simone had a song called Mississippi GD. There mm-hmm. you have it. And there it is. So, since Brian chose joy, yeah. and I'm the angry black man today, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. The last episode of Black History Month. Hey, in the last episode of Black History Month, we did our thing. So um, we did. thank you again for always coming on, joining us, rocking yep. with us. Uh, we love you so, so, so much. Uh, we cannot do it without you. By way of announcements, I just said that I've... Anybody who know me, the OG subscription folks, remember the J word. J word. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Brown Street News is my thing that I'm doing. Um, If you've loved any of my content in written form, you're going to love Brown Street. As the tagline says, it's always a block party over there. Um, So come join us every Monday. We're launching new pieces. So you can go to IamJoshRogers.com and you can subscribe. You ain't got to click no extra links. Right now it is a landing page that will take you directly to how to subscribe, super, super easy. Um, you'll get a welcome email, and then you get your first email, depending on the cycle that you fall in. But I'm super excited to share and to think and to grow with y'all. So I would love your support the same way you support us on the Jigsaw. I would love it there. Um, but in terms of the Jigsaw audience, thank you, Puzzle Pieces, for rocking with us and for being with us. Um, we couldn't do it without you, so we appreciate you. Brian? We do. We appreciate it. Uh, continue to like, subscribe, uh, continue to share. Uh, follow us on IG at Jigsaw Podcast. I am Brian Hare. I am Josh Rogers. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, ask the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We are on every single platform. So please, like I said, 
subscribe. Uh, if you have any comments, uh, let us know. Hit us in a DM for any questions, comments, concerns regarding the show. Uh, if you're going to rate us five stars or nothing at all, and let us know how great we are doing. I think that's pretty much it before we head out, Josh. Let the people know what they need to do. All you can do is what you can while you can in the very best ways that you can. But in all of your doing, please, please, please don't get caught with your work undone. Stay black and don't die. Always. Love y'all. Bless you.